In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Millie Tamares. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN needs a group chat to help you process and laugh at Joe Manchin. Oh man. Joe Chill. fucking I need help processing Joe Mansion today. Anybody else? Yeah, I feel like I've just sort of like been slowly villainizing this man for months and like now it is it's here. I mentioned I I saw my mother for like 5 minutes yesterday and I literally just said his name and she started like screaming. Uh, and I was just like, He's the new Mitch McConnell. Like he's starting to summon in us what Mitch McConnell has. That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy because you would think the Mitch McConnell would do like the anti, but instead he's doing the the work of Mitch McConnell. Precisely. He is literally in in a literal sense in terms of the impact he's having the new Mitch McConnell. So we're going to spend most of today's show talking about Joe Manchin, what he's done, why it's significant. I think this is a good follow up to last Thursday's episode that we did with Ari Berman. I would definitely listen to that after this one. It's called How Fucked Are We? He's like the expert on these voter suppression laws. And um, it, it really primed me to go into this weekend's news very, very furious. <laughs> Same. It was a well-timed interview to have learned about exactly what Joe Manchin is saying he won't pass. Precisely, precisely. Before that, we want to do an overview of the Israel government building. We promised to revisit this topic with everything that's been going on. And there have been some like considerable moves in terms of the balance of power and where things might go. I know, Sammy, you've been covering this in morning announcement. And I said today in the show, I needed a overview in terms of it seems like there are a lot of parallels with our own recent elections and definitely maybe potential consequences for the conflict. What are we looking at? So, like, there aren't really actually many parallels other than the fact that Netanyahu's rhetoric is sort of mirroring Trump's, his rhetoric in rejecting the fact that there's probably most likely going to be a new government where he is not the prime minister. So that's what we're on the cusp of experiencing. Um, It's pretty crazy. He's been prime minister for 12 years. It's a really long time. Um, I I didn't really see any... Like I didn't really personally yeah. see any hope that he would ever get taken out, but this conflict seems to have sort of been the tipping point um, because basically, okay, so in Israel, the way they, their government works is they have like a ton of parties. Yeah. So it, so the way the prime minister is chosen is the number a number of parties have to join together to create a majority coalition, and then they select basically through an agreement, who will be the prime minister. And this has taken two years, right? To even get to this point. Yeah, they've had four elections already. They were about to do a fifth until they like just beat me the deadline. There was a deadline that they had to have formed a power sharing agreement for a new majority in 
or else there would be a fifth election. So they just were able to form an agreement. And it's a really kind of a wide coalition um, with with people with, okay, like the person who's going to be prime minister for the next two years, most likely is a man named Naftali Bennett. He leads a really small party, um, but it is a very right wing party. They're like religious Zionists. It's called like the Jewish home party. Um, so they basically are, he's pretty right wing, even more arguably than Netanyahu, I think because he has like that religious component. And he um, would be, I think I heard the first religious prime minister. Yeah, I mean, he's like not as religious as the rest. A lot of people in the country, like there are people in Israel who would never go to the army, but he is part of that group that would go to the army, even though they are religious. And he did. He was in the army. So Bennett and um, another man named Yair Lapid, who's a leader of a large centrist party, they're sort of like the two leaders of the coalition. So under this agreement, Bennett will go first as the prime minister Lapid basically like submitted Lapid I think is like a centrist sort of like sees both sides kind of guy is from what I read about him and he seems to to basically have he's allowing Naftali Bennett to go first so that this coalition can happen so that they can Mm. get Netanyahu out and there are also a number of other parties that are going to be as part of this coalition Um, one of them is actually an Arab led party called the Rom party. So that is, I I think this is the first time that there's ever been an Arab led party in the majority coalition in Israel. So this is pretty momentous. Um, And basically the agreement has been reached. The coalition is formed, but parliament has to vote on it. And that I think is going to happen in like about a week or something. Um, But, but you'll, the details of it are that like Netanyahu is obviously trying to like exercise his power to make sure like they don't vote on it. And he's like inciting the settlers to like yes. make sure the, like apparent what I read is that like there are rabbis who like all the religious people will listen to mm-hmm. saying like, don't let this government happen, come to power. And and Netanyahu is calling it a fraud. Okay. We love that energy in the United States. That always yeah. goes So well. that's that's what we're dealing with in terms of the transition okay. situation. But there is a new plan. Like there yeah. is a, a way forward. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the, the government will still be like conservative, but just to not have BB in power is just such a... Here's the thing. Shift. The government could fall apart at yeah, any I've moment yeah. because <laughs> because the only thing they're really joined by is like net anti BB. Think about it as how like progressives in the Lincoln Project. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. Where is the Lincoln Project? Hmm, exactly. I think the, the yeah. We don't need to go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I also heard that Facebook had to ban. Um, B.B. Jr. or Netanyahu's son because he was like saying he was like inciting violence on on Twitter. So I don't know. Getting yeah, advice I mean, from Don this, Jr. The family is very interesting. Sarah Netanyahu has a whole slew of like corruption charges against wow. her. She seems. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, and Jared Kushner and BB like they go way back, like because <laughs> the Kushners support like support BB. Obviously they're, they're also like modern Orthodox Jews and BB and Jared Kushner. BB's known Jared since he's like a young boy. Like this is uh, we're going way back. Like they're big donors. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
that's the situation there. So I think, I think BB didn't necessarily used to be like this, but mm-hmm. the past, let's say five to 10 years have, I think he, they really hated Obama and that yeah. is sort of where it like went, became untenable. Totally. Yeah. That's so interesting. will be interesting to watch. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So over the weekend, Joe Manchin wrote an op-ed in his hometown, Charleston Gazette Mail, to announce that he will vote against the For the People Act. But he didn't stop there. No, he also stated that he has no interest in ending the filibuster to pass legislation to save our democracy or ever. So first, we'll talk about his stated reasoning for rejecting S1, H.R. 1, a.k.a. the For the People Act. We've previously characterized Joe Manchin as having no real ideology or principles other than making sure the minority party can have a big say and influence in policymaking, even if that minority party is working nationwide to consolidate its already delegitimized power. Now, when I've said that, like we generally say it in like a cheeky way, like he would never actually like that's not what he really thinks. In this essay, I think that's exactly what he says. Mm -hmm. If I was teaching a ninth grade writing class, I would fail Joe Manchin on this paper. It's the worst op-ed I've ever read in my entire life. That's what Hmm. struck me about it was how immature and like childish his statements were. That was what was so Well, he was opposing his own point the whole time. He was contradicting his own point the entire time. It was infuriating. Yeah, it was poorly written, poorly reasoned, just (laughs) all around 400 on the SAT writing section. Yeah, it's like this, you know... It's this thing of like, it's the same attitude or it's a mutation evolution of the for the devil's advocate guy of like, I'm going to play, you know, the devil's advocate or we got to make sure that everybody, even if the fucking other people are in bad faith, they don't care about, they don't have a problem saying no and like whatever disregarding um, what Democrats do. Look at how they brushed Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. Like, so, you know, but because he, it's like this principled thing to be, it's like the way that Fox News used to call themselves fair and balanced. 
It's just like I mean, a key characteristic of propaganda is that you say the opposite and it's like you're gaslighting people in how you present your argument, which is how reading his op-ed feels. Yes. For sure. Because yeah, you're like, how is crazy. this man a senator? <laughs> like, exactly. Right. Yeah, he admits that one party is trying to, quote, needlessly restrict voting, but suggested both are reforming elections in order to gain a partisan advantage. But he gave no evidence for how Democrats are doing so. I mean, the only inference is just that, like, Republicans have been cheating for so long. Like, I don't know how many times you have to say that the Republicans in the Senate represent 40 million fewer people than than the Democrats. Like they've been cheating for so long that if you get rid of some of those loopholes, it would benefit Democrats. Like, I don't know how to of eliminate course. that. I don't know. I don't know if his criteria is that it has. I mean, he has no criteria. His only criteria, his only beef with H.R. 1 is that no Republicans support it right now. He cites Why no can't... opposition to the particular provisions. I want to be there. Not a single one. He makes no arguments against the bill. Not one. And and people have. Other Democratic senators have. So there's room for that. But he has not. My question is why? Okay, so Manchin is like, I don't know, kind of like screaming at a wall, whatever. <laughs> what if, what if, where where's the leverage against Murkowski to get her to agree? She won by a write-in vote. Like, like I would think mm-hmm. that as like sort of a grassroots candidate, she would have some thoughts on campaign finance and like, dark money in politics why is no one using any leverage against her to make the bill bipartisan and then no she's just like an angel for being the lone uh senate republican to be in favor of the john lewis voting rights act which he sort of wants to supplant this with why can't okay well we need both as we learned from our ari berman interview which everyone should listen to (laughs) yeah well this comes i honestly think that lisa murkowski plays a huge role here because Joe Manchin in this op-ed, he, he refuses to believe his Republican friends are bad people. This is a journey we all go on. We have all been through this journey at various points in the podcast. Listeners write into us like, I think all my Republican friends are bad people. It's like, I, this is all a journey we go on. He suggests in his op-ed that his Republican friends are not threats to democracy. So they must have a good reason for opposing the bill. To be clear, like he inverts these. He's not like they have a good reason, therefore they're not threats. He's like, I'm just... There's no way Lisa is a threat to democracy. There's no way my friend Susan could possibly. They just exactly. demounted Liz Cheney. Exactly. For no fucking reason besides that she said that the election was in a fraud. Right. Like, it, it's just crazy. Like, these people. And Joe Manchin, I'm, you know, is racist. <laughs> like, they just announced that Kamala's office is going to be in charge of passing HR1. I feel like they just announced that. And then immediately he wrote this op-ed. He did this before, remember? He did this before when she went on a West Virginia TV station to talk about something. After that, he acted out. He he gave, like, a headline to another local newspaper being like, she shouldn't have done that. We could have talked about this. I'm like, are you really going to, are you really going to, like, let our democracy go up in pl- flames because... The lady got out like you were scared that the lady was going to be mean to you publicly. Oh, and also, I mean, it's not lost on me that all of Biden's appointees. I mean, again, this is how like my this is how I experience the world. So like it's just the 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 patterns are, cra- you know, like how all of Biden's appointees, like the only ones that he had problems with were women of color. As soon as come, you know what I mean? And it's just like acting, acting out as soon as a woman, yeah. you know, and like same shit with Obama. So it's just like you. Yeah, you have no morals except 
you know, you which is like this isn't even good for West Virginia. Not at all. And also, if you really cared about West Virginia, then you would fucking leverage all of the infrastructure bills, all of the shit. Get Amazon to put fucking warehouses in West Virginia. Get Google to make a campus. Like you could be doing that if you wanted to be a dick, but like sure. help your people. Say, out. I'm not going to end the filibuster for this, but like for infrastructure, sure. But he says he's never going to do it. But the the obnoxious the thing I can't handle about him saying like, oh no, my friends are good people. He specifically in this op-ed is like, well, some of the Republican senators voted for Trump's second impeachment. So we know they're good people. If they reject the voting right bill, that that's fine. But before they all voted on the January 6th commission, Joe Manchin publicly said he was pretty sure it would pass. He was like, there's got to be his quote, 10 good people who would come over to the Democrat side to support it. We remember that didn't happen. And still this week, he said to reporters, quote, I don't think I'll ever change. I'm not separating our country, okay? It's like toxic optimism. Like, it's a bit grounded in nothing. Like, like zero. Zero of them voted for it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, as much as I want to blame Manchin, Murkowski, Cinema, Cal fucking Cunningham. I know, this was my thought, too. Amanda, like, he could have just had an affair a few months later. Or never. Just send his... Gentle sex a couple months later, Cal Cunningham was running against uh, running to be a senator from North Carolina against not Richard Burr, the other one, it's the other one's name. I can't remember the other one who also had like a scandal around making money off the pandemic at the same time. But then there came out these texts that he was having, like, I don't know if it was a real affair or just a virtual affair. It wasn't anything like illegal there weren't nudes but it was like not a good look and that race ended up being really close and i think we've talked to shaniko mcclendon about this i think there's a very strong case to be made that but for that he would have won and then we wouldn't be in this position Mm. where we're relying on joe fucking mansion this is the thing had joe manson just been a little clear like we did i keep thinking about the fact that democrats like we did everything we had to do Mm -hmm. and nothing not a hair short and if you had told us that we actually needed one more, maybe we could have done it. Had you told us that flipping the Senate wasn't actually flipping the Senate, we could have moved some shit around. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like if if Joe Manchin would have let us know that he was <laughs> right. going to be like this fucking asshole this whole time, then we would have like t- we, we spent a lot of money to win Georgia. Yeah. A lot of money and a lot of effort. We spent everybody it was all hands on deck for for november i mean it was close we spent too much in south carolina though we spent too much in kentucky yeah exactly and um we could have spent in some different places um so yeah that's just what the fucking unfortunate thing mm-hmm. is and i'm just also like what's going on with like schumer and biden like like can we just whip like can we can they fall in can they flex something, fall in line, take funding out, this, that? Okay, then you're an independent. The issue, right. And you don't get any The issue is yeah, that his, so like, I like, don't know how to, I was talking to Belize about this because we were like, how do we like maintain like trust and optimism about electoral politics after this? Like if Manchin's only yeah, criteria exactly. is that it's not bipartisan, I don't know how we overcome, like it's not the bills, it's nothing, like that's ridiculous. I don't know how you argue with a person like that. That's completely insane. Like by that logic, you could have terrible things happen in a country. We're gonna. I'm not gonna separate this country. Well, like what if one side 
like what if one side wants to do Doesn't something want exactly. black people to vote. like i'm not separating this <laughs> this country you can't you can't make me it's on oh it's he's unreal. kind of like abraham lincoln if like he had That's what I was taken to think all of the morning. wrong tactics <laughs> yeah, right. like like abraham lincoln didn't want to tear the country apart either but he wasn't willing to allow the slave owners to overrun it to keep it together exactly. so we need to be like looking at it in that sort of way right now but he's but also not willing not. to let them just go and start their own thing. Like, yeah. But the solution to that was end the bad thing from happening, not let them keep doing it. So Manchin also writes in this yeah. that he will, uh, this is sort of a redundancy, but that he will not consider nuking the filibuster to support the bill. He says the filibuster makes the lawmaking process, quote, frustrating and slow, and that it forces compromises that are not always ideal. No, it doesn't. Then he asked us to, quote, consider the alternative. Do we really want to live in an America where one party can dictate and demand everything and anything it wants whenever it wants? No, Joe. (laughs) Joe Manchin is like a Frankenstein of every bad, like white male quality and take and perspective. Like he has all the bad inputs. Devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. Yeah. In the millennials, we call that a devil's advocate. Yeah. Does the devil need an no. advocate? Probably not. God, and right. so yesterday, Representative Mondar Jones, who I just confirmed is going to come on the podcast with us on yeah, Wednesday. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's awesome. He is a representative from New York and one of the first two openly gay black men in the house along with Richie Torres. But in a Twitter thread yesterday, he basically debunks the filibuster portion of this shitty op-ed. And I'll share it on our story so you can read it. But I think, I mean, we've run through, it's, this is a very smart analysis, but it's not that hard to debunk like every single one. But the really important thing that Mondo, that Representative Jones calls out is a claim that Manchin makes that the founders conceived of the filibuster and thought that it was an important part of how we govern. This is no, false. Uh, 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 this is uh, not true. No, <laughs> this false. is not accurate Did at no all. No one fact check that at the Charleston Gazette Mail. Like, exactly. what is going on? No. No, like they have three people working there <laughs> because and two of are Joe Manchin's like, <laughs> names. <laughs> exactly. Local news. That's fun. Local news. They have fucking fact checkers. In right. Here. Right. This is inaccurate. It's you also know, you just... could have read that on Wikipedia, though. You barely need to really look into that. Exactly. Right. No, this is just bad faith well, arguments. Like, um, Make no sense. What is it? Marjorie Taylor Jones, June 31st. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like her letter where she was like, by June 31st, we It's a need- satire. It's like, it's literally a satire, like on Veep. Like, that would happen. Yeah. But you know his daughter, uh, Joe Manchin's daughter, works for the company that I think hiked the price of EpiPens. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why he hated Neera Tandon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. I did know about her working there. I didn't know that the tie to Neera Tandon. Yes, yes. And Neera Tandon is also just like a senior advisor to Joe Biden in a role that didn't need confirmation. Like, she's doing fine. She works at the White House, probably as a parking pass. She's fine. (laughs) Important. important. It's a perk. Yeah, but she couldn't do the visible. Yeah, fuck Fuck Joe Joe Manchin. Manchin. I'm like, I hate bullying, whatever. Can, Can we do some kind of whip some yeah. shit I'm well it's like, interesting because after joe do- biden did say he said like oh there are some democrats that that vote yeah two. and that actually he said that there are two democrats in congress that vote with republicans more than democrats which like okay that's actually not accurate the way that he said it. like i think he just wanted to like get a little like own it on them but i think that made 
I think that made uh, Manchin really mad. And again, like probably hearing Kamala Harris was is going to lead this task force and Joe saying that he just gets like, but I refuse to believe we have to tiptoe around these like this one man. No, we do. No, we should. We but will it work? We have no leverage on Joe Manchin. No, it won't work. But also not tiptoeing won't work either. Like, I don't really see yeah. what will work other than something happening behind the scenes with Biden. That's really what will probably make it work. Okay, but let's go back to something you said, Sammy, that I think is so important, which is why aren't we actually bullying Lisa Murkowski on this? Because this could be, I, I think that we should fixate on Joe Manchin. And I think that he should be our target here. But Lisa Murkowski also, I think, I actually think she should be the one that we're all like cyberbullying and rallying around. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's easier to be like disappointed in your own team member. Right. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. So leader Chuck Schumer, he had planned to bring this legislation to the Senate floor for a vote by the end of June, where, again, it it will functionally need 60 votes to pass. There's no chance of that happening. Uh, It looks like now with Joe Manchin, we only have 49 votes. As I said, like there are other Democrats in the Senate who had specific concerns with the bills. I saw some like annoying reporting all weekend that there are some Senate Democrats that are like secretly happy that Joe Manchin is taking the fall for them. Like who? Well, I I probably like Dianne Feinstein. I don't know if like Chris Coons has said anything. I don't want to slander him. He might have. But just like some of the conservative ones that are like, but but that also doesn't track to me anymore because we're seeing the president come out. And like all a lot of those moderate quote Democrats are like the president's um, like advocates in Congress. Yeah, they'll fall in line. But my question is like, why is it a moderate or concern? Like, why is any of this a party line or progress? Like, to me, this isn't a progressive versus moderate issue. Even yeah. like, it's not like yeah. healthcare or I don't know the social yeah. safety net. It's yeah. like it's the basics of the yeah. democracy. It oh, just kind of reminds you they don't actually want everybody. Yeah, to vote. that's a good point. Like, it's kind yeah. of a generous framing to suggest this just falls into the typical like binary of like, of course, progressive Democrats feel this way and modern ones feel this way. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening here. Joe Manchin is saying he does not care about this because not one Republican supports it. So the alternative that they keep coming up with and which Manchin reiterated in the op-ed and that he's been talking about a lot recently is for the Senate to focus on the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which would work to reinstate parts of the Voting Rights Act, specifically the ones that require states with a racist history in voting to obtain preclearance before changing their election laws. So Ari Berman talked us through a bit last Thursday about the difference between this and H.R. 1. So Lisa Murkowski and Joe Manchin have been working together to make this happen but she is only one Republican. So the fact she's the only one. So the fact that Joe Manchin is saying, let's just do this instead when that's not possible. I'm like, okay, then let's nuke the filibuster then to pass it with 51 votes. Like then we, then Kamala Harris, you don't like her. You don't want to deal with her. She can stay at the VP's office that day. If we have Lisa Murkowski. But the thing about this too, is that it is not like just a, a second rate version of HR one. It would be, Like I said, it just would reinstate this provision, but it would be a really long process to convince the DOJ and the courts that states were being racist with their voting laws. The Supreme Court has struck down this provision before because they didn't think it was necessary. They can do it again. It was Congress that passed this and then the court struck it down. That whole thing could happen again. And Chris Murphy, I think from Connecticut, made a good point that, you know, this the the threats to the vote are very urgent. So we would find ourselves in a situation then where we're theoretically 
go with me on this, asking a Ron DeSantis DOJ to investigate whether Florida is being racist in its voting laws. Yeah, exactly. This is not going to work. It is not. Do not fall for um, Manchin being like, well, me and Lisa are working on this thing that people don't like. Well, it's it's just you and Lisa. I would love to see nine more Republicans, but they won't. Democrats hate just doing this alone and Republicans hate doing this alone. John Cornyn says it's basically just the For the People Act disguised as something smaller. So nobody wants just that. Well, he they also like Manchin also said that he's not going to do anything to weaken the filibuster, which to me suggests he's not going to take one of these other exceptions where maybe they could change the rules for voting legislation either. Yeah. So I don't yeah, get like what, making people be there yeah. in person or right. having like an argument, <clears throat> like things that it's not that he says weekend, but it's like, yeah, enforced. like it shouldn't be that easy enforced. In yeah, what exactly. world is what he's doing? Like even mathematically going to work out. That's what's confusing to me. Like, okay, so he could work on this, but like mathematically, this isn't going to happen. So yeah. it's yeah. just, it's just scary. Cause I feel like we're living in this, like, like one and a half year time where it's like, we could be doing like all the it's problems. Been six months. Yeah. So we have one more year basically um, till the midterms start like heating up and it, and like we're, we will have essentially squandered this time. And it was yeah. the old, this was the time like, yeah, and like it's just discouraging for a bunch of young people who are already like disillusioned from voting for Biden. Like a lot of people disillusioned from voting for Biden. Like, and we were told that it'll be completely different and all we have to do is show up and yeah, wait in I line know. and send letters and be a, po- you know, I did, you know, and then. And then one one guy, one rich guy in a state that no, probably will never go to before we die. <laughs> is, I mean, I've driven through it some on the way from Ohio, but like it's just one it's not, senator you know, from a very small right. state. Like if we were actually like an equitable democracy, like he wouldn't exist. <laughs> it's also just like it's exist. also just disappointing because like people were skeptical about Biden and mm-hmm. now Biden for all intents and purposes is showing up. He's he's but, like he's yeah. sharing fake news about how conservative Joe Manchin is. Like Biden is ready to go. Right. Yeah, and Joe Manchin is and it turns out that it was the Senate it be the Senate all along. I know it's brutal. Well, later today, I'm going to send uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema are in the filibuster T-shirts, <laughs> maybe f- move some things along. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know where we go from either here. It's really frustrating. But like I said, we're going to have a, I think we need to be I want to hear. Here's what I want to hear. I want to hear Joe Manchin tell us exactly what in the bill he has a problem with. Let's talk about the bill then, because these Democrats that yeah. oppose it are not telling us why. The only thing why that I've heard is there are what there was one member of the Congressional Black Caucus who voted against it in the House, Benny Thompson from Mississippi, because of concerns that th- there's a conversation to be had about it would address certain gerrymandering. And there are certain districts that are primarily uh, black constituents where people feel like that's important that in there are some areas where people feel like that that ensures that they have a voice and seeing what these states are doing um it's scary the idea that that would go away so there i think there was one person that has like then let's talk about it like yeah. i don't think that's diane feinstein's problem with it though like that's What's not the her senator's problem 
she said that she doesn't want to get I, I saw a quote from her where she said she didn't want to remove the filibuster because it was unprecedented, even though Harry Reid did it <laughs> and whatever. Isn't it unprecedented to like the insurrection be that goddamn old <laughs> yes. um, and like fucking out of your mind and be a sitting senator? Isn't that the average age of the Senate is 65? I don't want to hear it. Only John Ossoff we have to thank for keeping it low. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. 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 Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it's unprecedented that there was an insurrection on the Capitol building that they're all doing these stupid votes in. Right. Like the building That's you're in like. while you're talking about all this shit was attacked. That's what the I'm steel like, do day. people live in reality? No, I don't know. Are they in like the same reality as like? Do they not get it? Like, what is going on? I don't know. Like, that's what that's what's genuinely confusing. It's it. like, do they not get it? You're right. I think it's important because because it's like, why isn't there muscle here? There's something going on that we're not seeing more muscle from other senators against Joe Manchin. We're seeing it from Schumer. Like, I think as much as Schumer goes, <laughs> we're seeing it from the president. We're not. I want to hear more from the Democrats that are like and we're hearing it from a lot of progressive Democrats who are on Twitter saying and the filibuster. But yeah, I want to hear these people explain themselves, but they're not. And that's what pisses me off. And they're getting away with it because we're used to letting Republicans get away with it because they literally don't have logical points. But I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. I'm yeah. not going to take it, Joe. It's tough because when when Democrats just tweet about shit, like when AOC is like abolish ICE or something, everyone's like, can you fucking do something? Can you not just tweet? But at the same time, tweeting at least lets yeah. us know like, how people feel or what they're trying or what they're thinking and stuff. And like, we haven't really heard a lot of people like to your point um, say. Yeah. You think it's so you think it's too broad. Why is it too broad? Then maybe we can come up with something because some of the things in this are super vital. And there is like, I don't think any Democrats in the Senate have said there's no room for negotiation. We're just saying we need something to pass. So that is our show for today. I wanted to, we might put Joe Manchin's face on some stress balls. I know I need those. I'll keep you guys posted. I want that so badly. Whatever I get. Let us DM us if you want them and, and we'll, we need to know that people want them before we make them. So DM us. Okay, fine, fine. Why? Because there's a minimum or something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Until the fine. end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.